clapped early and I knew you were going to. I knew you were going to clap early. I clapped at exactly 15. I also clapped at exactly 15. I clapped at exactly 15. You clapped at 14 and a half. It doesn't matter because I just use it as a guideline. I'm not like, oh my god. I'm not like precisely lining up the perfect whatever. I'm going to fucking host the podcast. Shut so, the fuck yeah, up. Welcome shut up to, and top. <laughs> welcome to the newbie, our podcast about how to host podcasts. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome to <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Hi everybody, welcome to Newbie Episode 9, Export Audio Episode 80? Maybe? 79? Um, <laughs> joining me, uh, from across the table is Nora Blake. I'm Nora Blake and Zoe Ashmars. Uh, from across state lines, M. Hi, I'm new here. And from across the ocean, as always, Curly. Hi, I'm not. <laughs> I really went in, like, a weird order there. No, that, because... that, that seemed like exactly the right order to me. Okay, okay. You did an increasing magnitude. Yeah, yeah, order of proximity. That, that seems yes, like your guest wasn't last, so yeah, that's why it feels weird. It felt I was like, oh, I'll do a bit, and then I was like, oh, I did the guest last. That's not. <laughs> well, you did like this is or in the middle. In this, the middle, this is newbie, and we have a newbie. Oh, <laughs> so well, at least a newbie, newbie, right? Yeah, a newbie newbie. Yeah. Not like a normal newbie. Just a and newbie, a newbie. ruby newbie, because I just started watching it like a month and a half ago. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure true. how long you'd actually be watching the show. Because you've seen it all up to this point, I guess, so... Yes. Not, not everyone has been following since the Dead Fantasy, but you know. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I had watched Dead Fantasy way back in the day, and then only got into Ruby because of Nora, like, mm-hmm. a month and a half ago. <laughs> M, do you want to quickly introduce yourself to someone who... Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm M. I use they them pronouns. I have a bunch of podcasts. You can find abnormalmapping dot uh, com, but it's also a network. And one of them I do with Autumn every three weeks about Ghibli movies, which is very good. And people should listen to our new episode, which will be out after this one, a couple days after this one, probably. Probably. To yeah. mm. I might. It's edit about two only yesterday. It's a really tonight. good episode. You should listen to it. That's all I have. I talk. I mostly talk about Gundam. That's the thing people seem to care about. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to launch into a segment one bit. We didn't come up with any bits this week, did we? I mean, I've got my seg- segment three bit for later. Oh, right. Oh, we have who's who be. Who's, who's who be. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so I guess we should just summarize it. I feel totally like Is adrift in hosting the podcast. Yes, you Summaries, do summarize the podcast. Yeah. Summarize the TV show. Okay, well, this is a new bit, a newbie bit for me. So I'm listeners. We watched uh, episode four of volume yep. seven. We Pomp feel very sane. Pomp and circumstance. Pomp and circumstance. Ah, uh, yes, everything <laughs> has come back to me. I'm like, okay, newbie, Ruby. Okay, I remember what these things are. <laughs> right. So I just have to scroll down to the bottom of this giant page to get the summary. Uh, I can see why it would have left your brain. This was, uh, well, not the most substantial episode of this show that's ever aired. Not the best episode of this show that's ever aired. Uh, Ironwood informs the group, this is, I should back up, Volume 7, Chapter 4, Pomp and Circumstance, which means we're about a third of the way through the season. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Ironwood informs the group that someone is murdering people who speak out against him in an attempt to frame him. Jacques arrives to the scene and berates Ironwood for using his old mine for military purposes before noticing Weiss and getting into an argument with her. Jacques emotionally manipulates her by stating that her mother became depressed after she left and wouldn't leave her room for days, upsetting Weiss. After he leaves, Ironwood grants Team Ruby and Junior their Huntsman licenses and gives them access to Huntsman missions. Meanwhile, Ruby tells... Ruby talks to Crow about her feelings of lying to Ironwood, with Crow assuring her she isn't acting selfishly as Osmond did. I would have reworked that sentence a little bit, but Wiki, you do you. Watts <laughs> approaches Jacques in his mansion and tells him he can sort out his Ironwood problem. I have a question. Go. What, what is the lie that she hasn't told Ironwood about? They haven't told Ironwood that they... that Okay, so that they, they lied because they have a question left in the relic. Mm-hmm. And there was something else about they haven't like they talked to the genie and learned like all this stuff about the retcon religion, yeah, and Ozpin yeah. and whatever, and like they haven't let Ironwood in on those things, right? Because Ozpin only told Ironwood that Salem can't be destroyed. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. He only knows that. He doesn't know anything about the. So the, the whole past that was detailed in the the big is that, expensive is that a episode lie? of the last season. A lie of omission, I guess. It's, but also, I they mean, said he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to know that. Don't tell the cop about the cosmology. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but she also told him we. Uh, but all the questions are used up. And okay. She did say that's that. actually a lie. Yeah, and there was. One but also, the... you should lie to him about that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but it's or like he's it's gonna... uh... Sorry, you go ahead. He's just going to ask, like, what's the most effective way of crushing uh, rebellion and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I tell all of my soldiers that someone's setting it up to look like I'm murdering all of the people who speak out against me, it'll be fine. Hmm. Hmm. Taps my head three times with my iron hand. <laughs> um. So it's like, it's an important trust issue for them because, like... The, the, by that point, when they learned that secret from Ozpin, there were, it was already like numerous lies by omission that got them into physical danger, and Oz kept saying that's everything, and it kept not being everything. But so it, it, it clearly like, and the, the, I think the show is setting up that it matters more to Ruby to be lying about this than it maybe should. Like Crow is like, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Whereas she's yeah, like, I, I feel think... really bad about this. I understood why they were conflicted before this episode because they're like oh, are we just doing the same thing that Ospin's doing? And then in this episode, Crow wanders in and is like, no, you're not. You're just, like, gauging whether people have earned your trust, which yeah. Ospin never did. And I'm like, okay, thanks, Crow. Solved that conflict. Let's move on. <laughs> there you go. Uh, also, they talk about summer in this episode, yeah, we which get is summer wild. Law. This is our this is our we, seasons. This is our you know the, the one bit of summer lore we're going to get for this whole season. So lap it up while it's Probably. here. <sighs> anyway, um, did you have a list of things you wanted to talk about this week, as always, Autumn? No, because I only do that when we watch the episode twice, and uh, anyway, gotcha. well, we didn't do that. Don't worry, unlike every other time, I have brought a list of things I wanted to talk <laughs> oh. about, so it's cool. Um, so Curly, you take it away. So, 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 the thing that, because this episode, like... This episode feels like it's kind of punished us for wanting more scenes, because this episode had a lot of scenes, and as a result, there was nothing in them. Uh, and Thunder like, Thighs. Thunder Thighs was one of the things. We'll definitely get to Thunder Thighs. That is, <laughs> that is some charged language right there. But uh, <laughs> it, the thing that's... It's a, I, sorry, you know what? 
It's a callback to a Ruby Chibi bit, but... Ah, uh, okay. I only watched the first season of Ruby Chibi. I couldn't couldn't continue well, further than that. Don't worry, they're just going to keep putting more Ruby Chibi in the regular-ass show. So. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched a single Ruby Chibi, so... You are not... I have laughed at Ruby Chibi. You are extremely not missing much. So, okay. so this is the, thing. the best part of that because she's just a Looney Tunes character. Right. Yeah. They, they say that. They say you're not missing much, but actually, like a large part of the the fandom's like conceptualization of the characters in this show originates from and is developed in Ruby Chibi, which I noticed when I watched well, the first season. The thing about Ruby is I don't like almost everything about it but the characters, <laughs> which I like a lot. So I should yeah. probably watch yes. Ruby TV. Yeah, exactly. But the, um, the, it's like it's very easier to laugh threadbare. At Ruby. Like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easier to laugh at Ruby when they are um, when they're chibis and like, re- like always joking because then if that one doesn't land, then like five seconds later there's another joke. Yeah. And... Mm. You know, that one might hit. Yeah. Speaking of funny things, I was going to say that the thing that, like, I, I'm going to remember about this episode is the last line where... What's his name? Watts. Is his name mm-hmm. Watts? Watts is talking to... Arthur. Watts is Bash? talking to Jacques, and he says, he, he says, oh, I think you've got a bit of an ironwood problem, and Jacques says, whatever, yeah, I've got one of those. And and Watts leans in, the camera, we get a close-up, and Watts says, what if I told you <laughs> you could have your cake and eat it? And it's the worst menacing line ever. It sounds <laughs> and so eat it dumb. Too. It sounds so, so dumb. Yeah, he says too, not as well, not and eat it, and eat it too. It's like, it's such a laboured, you know, this is a, a nice phrase said menacingly. I found it so, so funny. Um, so to give, I'm going to back up. I'm going to back up slightly because Mm -hmm. we did just jump to the end of the episode. Yep. The broad, like I have a very broad take about this episode, which is just that like, um, one, I felt like the comedy was laying it on way too thick. And two, I really felt like the story is like the, the plot is continuing to meander in a, mm. in a in a way that is starting to get annoying. Mm-hmm. This episode has Jacques and Ironwood and Salem's mustache guy um, <laughs> show up and gesture toward plot, yeah. but like plot is still not happening. Yeah. What, are, what are other folks feeling about this episode broadly? Uh, volume one is back. Okay. <laughs> Maybe volume two. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you there. Like, this, like, felt like the school stuff was bleeding back in mm. just a little bit. And especially, like, the tone of the school era of the show with the jokes mm-hmm. and the physical comedy mm-hmm. and the yeah. Nora eats a lot comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not relatable at all. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it just felt like. Oh, this is a weird throwback in a lot of ways, Stru- yeah. like structurally and thematically to the older series because we are doing a graduation bit. Yeah, like the, a, a weird thing about this episode is on the topic of like meandering. So the fact that we've got another episode where the the same threads from last week are sort of brought back up but only really gestured at is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is awkward that no new actual pl- like plot or 
narrative has really emerged when most of the episode is like weird physical comedy jokes, not a lot of which lands. It's like the the space that this has made by not being in here hasn't been used fantastically. And I liked some of that stuff. Like when fucking Penny explode, yeah. explodes onto the runway. That I thought that was genuinely quite funny. That was good. You can't say when Penny explodes anymore. It's You can't. <laughs> that was another it's thing that I remember they... laughing at. Because they, they, they definitely, like, Ironwood definitely uses some kind of turns, turn of phrase about being torn apart while Penny is standing where she was ripped to pieces. But also, he's like, we all have a lot of memories of this place, and I just wanted Penny to say, I died here. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> oh... Um. Hmm. Yeah, I just felt like there was a lot of comedy, and I. It was weird because I really liked the jokes in the first three episodes of the of this season, and I can't put my finger on why none of the jokes in this episode land. But they, I think Curly put it really well. Of them, like these jokes are taking up a lot of space in this episode, which sucks because. They weren't that funny. <laughs> now, the exception, Penny can make a joke anytime. Okay. Yeah, basically. Penny, Penny's yeah. always good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm for that. She puts up a big hologram that says congratulations, and all yeah. I want to do is start clapping. That's great. It's very good. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, the plot of this episode, you know... We get the first scene uh, is is the first scene is not Jacques landing on the airstrip. The first no, scene because no, they have to like the talk in. about teams. Yes. Oh yeah, I, I did want to talk about this actually. They have this talk about teams and how like these the the ace operatives like they complement each other's skills and they work really well together. And then Ruby says, "I want to be able to do that for my friends too." And then the ace ops all say. We're not friends. And it, for, I don't know about for you, but for me, it doesn't land at all because they're really friendly and jokey with each other. Like, yeah. I mean, they're, but they're also like soldiers, right? For sure, like, for sure. These are, these are soldiers who are just in doing their job day to day. Like, I'm friendly with my coworkers. I'm not friends with my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right. but like, yeah. I guess what I what I guess I'm saying. So I I totally get that that's the uh, you know the dichotomy they're trying to establish here that these people are you know professional fighters who happen to work together rather than friends who learn to fight together or whatever. But like, I guess I feel like it's often at least in media, if not necessarily in real life, it's often established that people who participate in combat together, even in a professional capacity, do become friends because that forms a special kind of bond between those two people. Yeah. Those groups of people. I would say I would say it draws a really clear line between like professional soldiers and the students who kind of failed out of school because it blew up. But then the show hmm. goes in the second half and erases that line by making them also professional soldiers. Right. Now. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, like remember when the only Viewpoint into adult huntsman was like Crow and Winter's duel. Yeah, right. This is this uh, is the Harry Potter problem, right? Like everyone just graduates up into being adult characters, but there's never a transition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like someone on Team Ruby, I think maybe Yang is, or maybe Blake is like, oh yeah, I remember spending like years like this is all I ever wanted, and 
now it feels pointless. And I was like, yeah, yeah show, it does feel pointless. It does actually feel <laughs> like you have removed the point of this. The thing is you the... said when Ironwood started passing out diplomas was, he's making them get in the robot, isn't he? <laughs> yes. But, but also, has there ever been a time in the show where they were not put in dangerous situations that they were ill-prepared for because they had to do their duty? Like, I don't think so. I, I've just watched the entire show. It's all a blur. Maybe there was. Landing strategy. The first mission that they go on as students get, means starts with them getting launched into the sky. <laughs> That's the first thing that happens is the Oz sits there and sips his coffee as students are launching a catapult into the forest. And that they is, have to land right. That is way, way before this show <laughs> thinks that well, this show like develops the idea that stakes are a real thing. Like before that, it's just like, yeah. ah, whatever. <laughs> It's fine. And and then season three happens and stakes exist. Because the last six volumes have happened, uh, the only read I can have of this is making them huntsmen is only a way to get them to stop asking questions to make Ironwood feel better about putting them in danger. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I was just like, the the thing that maybe would have made me like this episode better is if it was like, to me, like, making them huntsmen is like clearly like, some manipulative move like he clearly wants something out of them and i would have liked this episode better if like then ironwood immediately sent them to go do something like if it was Mm. immediately clear how and why he's using them you know they're just using the job board now Mm -hmm. right they've unlocked the quest (laughs) which was like a big deal like six years ago and literally a thing that I forgot about and I don't yeah. know why, what is the purpose of bringing Oz, it up? <laughs> Oz did that thing where he was like, well, I guess I'll override it to let you choose this mission. Mm-hmm. Which was way more what you were talking about of like, obviously. Yeah, like obviously it. using them. Obviously like, you know, but doing the child soldiers thing. The thing about Ironwood is that all <laughs> of his flaws are being painted as personal incompetence. Mm-hmm. Like, his fascism is accidental because he got depressed. <laughs> yeah, like, ever since episode two of the season, when he goes, no, actually, I'm not a bad guy, I'm just sad right now, it, like, they just play that straight, like, everyone just swallows that wholesale, and the whole, ex- like, tortured explanation of, no, these people are being killed by someone else trying to make me look bad, is played like that's an actual explanation to wave away the, like, ending of last episode, and not, clearly he is a villain. Like, no one has realized this, and it's outrageous at this point, because every adult figure is a villain in this show right and do you want to talk i was i was going to point out that not only is every adult a villain every villain is the same villain every villain yeah. is <laughs> working for salem every villain is working for directly or is contracted by someone working for salem there are two I mean, sides the bigger the bigger problem with that is that the show doesn't know that what salem wants is good <laughs> <laughs> What does she want? I'm to kill the gods. We're eight. Oh, no, no, she doesn't. She wants. Doesn't she want to die? Doesn't she want? She wants to kill God and then die. She wants. She wants to. She wants to collect the relics so she can bring the the judgment and have humanity fail the judgment and destroy this the the planet. No, she wants. She because she she hates that she can't die. Right? Am I imagining that? I don't remember whether she wants to kill everyone. She wants to bring the judgment because she wants to get the gods here so she can murder them because they made her go through all this. Yeah, so definitely, but like I thought she had categorically failed to do that. Like, I I don't remember if her killing everyone is a means or an end. Is my point? I think it's a means. Okay. Hmm. 
that's my read. I don't know. Yeah. The show's not clear on that very yeah, well. Fair so <laughs> it's I haven't gone back to watch that uh you know, Ruby the Origin episode about Salem, so that was a, that was a good episode. Like a, I would watch that episode again. Yeah. That's like really you say Ruby the Origin, I say like the birth of Nerve. Um <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, um, the best episode of Evangelion. The only good. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Don't say that. You can't take that's that not back. True. <laughs> we absolutely anyway. can't do this. This is like a, a, a fucking white okay. hot core of Evangelion discourse about to explode. I, These I are want... the exact people to have a very very long fight about this. <laughs> I have something to say about Ruby, and I have oh, something to God. say about Evangelion. Oh, I'm going to no. give you all a choice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll pick Evangelion. Um, Nora and I were talking a couple days ago, and Nora was like, oh, yeah, I remember that, like, arc toward the end of the series. It's, like, two or three episodes about, like, all the, like, um, prequel, like, how Nerve got started stuff. It's one episode. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that shit's great. Uh, Also, it's one episode. (laughs) That's all. I didn't say it was two or three episodes long. I just said the word arc. You you imply I think when you say arc you imply two yes, or three. Yes, but episodes. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well then. Anyway, to circle back to Ruby, uh, and to circle back to something you and M were saying was that um, like there is a you know we talk about or the show casts uh, Ironwood being a fascist as just I'm depressed so I started oppressing everybody. There's a bit. Um, in this episode where he's like, oh, I don't care what the public thinks of me. Um, and I'm like, yes, and this should immediately be followed by a line by, I'm not up for election, so why would I care about these things? And it should be like, um, criticizing him at all for being this way? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, "Eh, that's that's fine, that's fine. (laughs) Also, we had a conversation last night about how Jacques should be, like, really happy with the fascism. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why is Jacques not making lots of money? Yeah, this he is... should just be, like, price gouging and, like... Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird how the fascist is, like, at odds with the only capitalist in the show. Yeah, this is... That's this because is that's the show... The show thinks Ironwood's a good guy. I, I'm convinced yeah, of this. Yeah, pretty much. Like, this is the thing that I dislike the most about this episode is that it establishes, like, it, it basically goes against the things that we've been hoping for in the last few episodes where, like, you know, Jacques, uh, so far at least, it doesn't seem to be that Jacques is, like, secretly pulling the strings behind the fascism. He is actually somehow managing to be the only capitalist in history at odds with the fascism. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> And, and the, the, the fucking, you know, magic Illuminati are here to see say, here's how you can profit off fascism by murdering people, I guess. Like, sure. Shrug? That's the other thing, right? Is that he's talking about how, oh, your competition, are ter- like your opposition are turning up dead and that's a real bad look for you. And like, that doesn't have the same, that doesn't resonate with us in quite the same way. If when Ironwood says it's you know it's not me doing this, we know that it's not him doing that because we saw the Scorpion guy do it yesterday. Like, I mean, to be fair, what we saw was purple ooze, which yes, I sorry, didn't know yes, was blood until ooze. I read the the wiki <laughs> summary. Uh, someone didn't play Danganronpa. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Yeah, that, that someone is me. Also, I think I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I probably never will. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> 
People, who has time to play video games? What? Fucking <laughs> not me. me. <laughs> me hiding my, uh, still updating, still constantly being worked on Death Stranding save file. I don't know. Like, nobody that I know has <laughs> time for video games. You finished Death Stranding. I finished the plot. <laughs> You're still playing it? Boxes need to be delivered. I don't know. You didn't tell me you're still playing Death Stranding, you fucking moron. (laughs) That guy needs his pizza. He's on a mountain, okay? Autumn, is the implication that if you'd known that you would have done something? Like, you didn't tell me? I would have saved her. (laughs) I see. That's the real social strand. You were were the chosen one, Autumn. I loved you. Um, what the fuck were we talking about with Ruby? <laughs> Wait, well, we were talking about Ruby. Wasn't it Evangelion? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, is is that you saying that this is the gonna be the episode title? What? Oh yes, I was just texting you the episode title that oh, I had in my head okay. because I want to just write it down and keep moving. <laughs> Thanks for just every time I text you on an episode, it's you supposed to be subtle. <laughs> you usually just leave a comment in the in the chat room. You don't usually DM me. So, man, listeners, she flipped me off. Anyway, welcome to Ruby, the, the, the television show, a semi-professional podcast. <laughs> I would not describe it as that, but okay. Ruby stands for Roast Wencounter uh, mm. Basalt mm. Yikon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Ruby, but it stands for... I know! I know what you were doing. I'm just upset. I just wanted to do the podcast. Paxton Fettel. Go back. Let's talk about Ruby. <laughs> Uh, sure. Let's talk about you, Thunder Adam. Thighs being bad. Yes. It sucks. It sucks, and then they keep doing the bit. Like, the bit keeps going, which is, like, just the most intolerable thing when it didn't <laughs> land to begin with. Um. Can you want to explain the bit? Why, like, what it is? What's going on in this moment? I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. Be, who might be listening to this podcast but not watching Ruby? <laughs> right. Someone is doing that. I think people. Um, people keep telling me that they're tr- doing that, tr- and honestly, I cannot imagine hero. their lives. <laughs> if that if that is your life, you're a true hero. Yeah. I, yeah. I you love watch you, the show. but also I do not understand you. <laughs> it's like seven. Anyway. 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 Um. So, Nora. Um walks up to the the girl who is very tall and muscly and uh in this Zarya episode, Overwatch. Z- yes. yes. The very the very same. <laughs> I'm so out of date I don't even know who that is. Uh she's the big pink haired muscled lady. She, oh yeah, she was a lunch character. I heard Rosario. No. Oh <laughs> no, I got you. So yeah, what I can't remember her name, so we are to Elm. Elm. Yeah. Elm. I was gonna say that but I wasn't sure if it... She's called Elm because she's thick. Um She's not. She's not. She's just a big, bulky <laughs> lady. Like she's not overweight in any reasonable fashion yeah, by no, she, any degree you could apply to people. She's just tall. Nor is like. Nora. <laughs> no, no one in the show is because everyone in the show is like a avatar creator character. Yeah. Um. And so Nora goes up to big muscle lady and is like, 
we're gonna, do you wanna be best friends? And we're gonna be a duo named Thunder Thighs. And it's supposed to be calling attention to like them being bigger characters, but literally Nora is the smallest no, of any of them. They're Wait, lightning themed. No, I thought it was. They're lightning themed. I thought it was that because... Nora was, Nora was lightning themed and Elm was big. That was, I thought that was the. Yeah. This is, I didn't understand the bit, and so I was just trying to explain it as best I could. I'm glad that we all, as a team, could come together to understand the bit. What is our, what is our Ruby team name? Um, is let's there... see. A-N-E-C. Anik. Can we, turn, we need to turn that into a color. Kane. 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 Yeah. Kane. Okay. Kane. <laughs> there we go. Team Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I like Team Cena way better. I'm gonna turn down our mic just a tad. No, it's fine. <clears throat> um. So yeah, um, Thunder Thighs in big letters across the screen. They both yeah. have hammers. You could have done anything else. Hammer Sisters. <laughs> yeah, it writes itself. Um, and then like. Nora stands in the background of the next two shots, just muttering thunder thighs to herself, waiting for anyone to laugh at her joke, until Lyren, like, walks up and comedy carries her off the screen, and that was the closest thing to funny, because it it was not the show acknowledging that this was not funny, but it, you could maybe read it like that. Uh, I mean, I, are I, you saying I'm, that I'm this definitely was? A, I'm definitely a mark for the, the for that particular joke, which is you know character like character character remains static animation frame and and moves through the the, the shot. And I, I don't know. I thought that was yeah. Yes, it was the closest part to funny, and I thought it was you know medium. Funny, <laughs> are you saying medium funny that the funny joke was when a character named named Nora tells a joke that isn't funny? Uh-huh. But then uh-huh. lingers uh-huh. on it comedically. No, and we're not saying that at all, actually. <laughs> and we are also not saying that it's funny when uh, Nora repeats her jokes several uh-huh. times to the ones who love her, <laughs> desperate for approval if she tells it a fourth time. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta crank it. <laughs> That doesn't make sense because you've only ever said that to me in person and then I tweeted about it on my locked account 20 minutes ago. I couldn't think of another punchline. So, Listeners, sometimes I say, sorry for being cranky, and Nora says, that's okay, sometimes you gotta crank it. And it wasn't funny the first time, and it wasn't funny the seventh time, especially because I always hear this joke when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> the thing is, That's true. The thing is that I you've... now am realizing that every time I tell that joke, you are in a bad mood. <laughs> the thing is that now you've played now you've played yourself because you've created this mythos around it the first time anyone else has heard it. So there's more chance that other people will find it funny, but you still won't. <laughs> Also, now it's just going to become a married bit that we do no. for like 10 years. Please, God, no. Until you finally get sick of me. <laughs> Can um, we talk about Ruby instead of my love yeah, life? sure. <laughs> Wait, I thought Ruby was inextricably linked to your love life. That's also true. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you. you know, sometimes you got to crank it. So uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> <sighs> What if I just took the headphones? If I could, if I take the headphones off, I can't hear the one person on this call I still like. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, um, this, oh, damn! 
Ruined. <laughs> the cake looks good. I want some cake. Cake looks good. Um, Penny cutting the cake with, with flying swords is funny. I think that's funny. I like that I'm bit. 12. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the joke where the guy doesn't know how to say John's name is good. That's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's like the one joke that really lands this episode. I'm also pretty sure I've said John's name like eight different ways on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, because like everyone in Ruby, why would you spell it like that? <laughs> it's, it's it's like why would you well why would you pronounce it like that if you're going to spell it like yeah. that right like yep because that is definitely how that word is spelled but not said or well, it's definitely how how a word is spelled yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I've never thought about names being words before but I guess they are particularly when all your names are the names of colors like damn bro that's so deep what. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just dunking on you needlessly. You are. You're trying to impress our friends. No, I'm not. If I were trying to impress our friends, I would say something intelligible about the TV show. You did that already. Um. Hmm. <laughs> we had like a 20 minute, 25 minute spread of like talking earnestly what? about the show. When? <laughs> we're okay. at 33 minutes okay. of podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay. We've talked about Ironwood. We haven't talked about the big, huge scene with Jacques. And, um... Is it either of those things? Oh, wait. With, with Jacques and Vice on the runway. Yeah, okay. That's good. <clears throat> yes. That's good. I like um, that scene. So, listeners, um... Like, Ironwood's having some conversation with, um like, all the Aesops and Ruby and Junior, and a big airship flies in. Um, Recognizable airship. A big, if you have seen this show in the last year. Um, (laughs) Some of us remember volume three. Anyway, uh, it it has Winter's dad on it. I was also very appreciative of this show finally reminding me of what his name is, because... I certainly didn't know until this episode. It's Jack, <laughs> like Jack Frost. Right, right. Um, Why is his name pronounced in French, but Jean's isn't? <laughs> um, and so Jacques flies in and proceeds to chew out Ironwood about um, the embargo, um, is mad at Ironwood for sne- for seizing this uh, former Schnee Dust Company mine that I guess he technically still owns. Ironwood says, oh, I'm totally allowed to um, without council. Uh, I ran it by the council, but I didn't even need a vote because um, this is a military operation, um, which is a weird thing. I would love to understand the bureaucracy here because I'm sure it's fucked. Remember Cinder's speech where she was like, isn't it fucked up that Ironwood is a, the general of the army, but also the principal of the only school in the country? Right. Um, when those are the only two positions of authority in this world, like there aren't really like yeah, presidents yeah. or prime ministers. It's really just headmasters and generals. Yeah, I love Harry Potter. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's like a zoologist somewhere. <laughs> Well, they were the uh, they were the same position in Harry Potter, right? It wasn't even two. There's no there's no generals in Harry Potter other than I guess Dumbledore's army. Yeah, but that's, that's what I that's mean. A, that's a red <laughs> yeah. herring. The actual thing that they've created here is the Jedi Order. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love Jedi. <laughs> my point of view, the Huntsmen are evil. 
<laughs> Damn. I think that's just true. <laughs> okay, yeah. here's something. Here's something that I have been like... I didn't finish summarizing I'm sorry. the scene. I'm sorry, you go. No, 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 it's okay. So, uh, Jacques then turns his attention from Ironwood to Weiss um, and <laughs> says just like... The most like over the top like stock m- manipulative parent things. Um, one of which is not. I don't think it was, if it's stock manipulation, um, which is the one about her mom. Yeah. Which, if you don't remember the one time this came up, it's not going to land. Uh, but uh, Weiss's mom is implied to be an alcoholic. Right, and he yeah. says she locked herself in her room for days. Mm-hmm. And you know how you she know gets. how she gets. Yeah. Um, the thing that I remember from last season is that Weiss already went through an arc of feeling bad about leaving. Like it wasn't like a big one because the season was bad, but you know. But that time like, she did it alone, and this time she has one girl holding her hand and another girl having her hand on the small of her back. I think she <laughs> should feel less bad now. Then. Yeah, yeah. She gets over it in the same episode instead of three episodes. <laughs> Oh, you don't think you don't think this is going to be a recurring character motivation for her this whole season? No, nah, I reckon. Um, it, I reckon it's like a callback to that, but like I don't think it's going to recur that much. I don't know, definitely, maybe. every time Jacques is on scene, this is going to or on screen, this is going to come up again. And when Jacques yeah. isn't on screen, people should be asking where Jacques. <laughs> God, I wish Jacques would die on the way back to his home planet. Which, by the way, is a fantastic segue to how I absolutely can't get over how he continues to sound exactly like Beerus from Dragon Ball Z. I can't fucking handle it. <laughs> Excuse me, he's from Dragon Ball Super? Nope. Wrong. Not Z? Wrong. Is that... Ch- no. Oh, it, am I wrong? It, damn. Damn. Battle of the Gods um, is a Dragon Ball Z movie. Ha. I know... Is it really? Ha. I know that it is based in fairy tales... Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I mean, I I mean that, that is true. That is accurate. <laughs> to the West is a fairy tale. <laughs> I understand that the phrase huntsman is based in like fairy tales and stuff, but it fucking, since 2013, it has just broken my brain every time they have to say huntsmen and huntresses mm-hmm. when they could yes. just call them all hunters. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's just more words. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I know you don't like writing, writing words, Ruby. Well, I know you don't like scripts. <laughs> Let's accept for a moment that this show is going to go on another ten years. Let's all just accept that. I, I accepted uh, that oh. many episodes ago. I'm ready. It's true. I'm so ready. And um, in, like, 2026, they will introduce a non-binary character, finally, because it will be social, like... They'll get, like, cultural, like, everyone will clap for them on Twitter. Um, And someone's going to have to say hunter or huntsfolk or something. Huntsperson. Huntsperson. Yeah, they would go with huntsperson. I'm preemptively dreading that. I'm I'm going to type something in the chat now, and I just... Is is this is this is this anything? I feel like this is nothing. Oh, no. No, no. No, that is nothing. Listeners, uh, they've typed Hunt X. I took um, psychic damage from this. <laughs> which uh, people should go listen to Export Audio uh, episode 51, I believe, I is like, where our friends talked about Hunt X Hunt. I would like to point out there is a non-binary character in Ruby. Oh. 
the first mate from that ship in volume five. Uh, that character's <laughs> voice actor is non-binary, and so uh, I guess that counts. Is this a spoiler? I don't think, I don't spoiler think that for... counts. Does that count? I feel like the character has to be declared According non-binary. According to Reddit, it counts. I feel like this, mm, I'm this not going to go a, by them. Is this, a, <laughs> is this like a spoiler for also, the sweet who's who be? Like... Is that who this character is going to turn out to be? <laughs> uh, a common tag on AO3 is non-binary Blake Belladonna, which sounds like an at that you would have on Twitter. Yeah, on... BRB, changing my display name. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, there's a there's a page on the Ruby wiki called, uh, there's a category called non-binary casting crew. That's gross. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> um, I would like to focus on something that does not make me furious. I'd like furious. To, to specify we the thing I said earlier. about another show, um, then, I think. Uh, the voice actor <laughs> for the First Mate character uh, has... They have stated that they consider the First Mate character to be non-binary and gave them the name Matt Sky. So that... That person is not named in the TV that show. That character is named First Mate in the credits, I think. <laughs> a, a real win for the representation today. I just feel so represented by that character I did not know existed. <laughs> you don't remember First Mate? Okay. I mean, I remember, I remember the, sp- the idea of First Mates, and if you told me there was one, <laughs> if you told me there was one in Ruby, I wouldn't I mean, be like, yeah, that didn't happen. I'd be like, yeah, probably. I think that... Um, we're going to talk about another character today who might be trans, so. Cool. Um, I'm going to find something to talk about in the show that doesn't make me mad. Okay, um, I, I, I have a, I have a brief go. thing. I don't think it yes. matters much. But when Watts comes in to Jacques' room at the end of the episode, he points out that uh, the young brother, I do not remember this kid's Whitley. name. Whitley, Whitley Schnee. Okay. He okay. He points out that Whitley is he is there's something weird about him and he looks a little too much like Jacques and he's just a Boba Fett. I'm convinced yeah, he's, he's just a, a Boba Fett. He's definitely a clone. It, yeah, it's yeah. never gonna get into this, but this is officially how I think of him now. He is a clone of Jacques. So Jacques doesn't <laughs> fuck. Did, 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 did no, that need explaining? So, I definitely thought this yesterday and then dumped it out of my brain in the 24 hours between then and now. But yeah, it is like, why do you put that line in there unless he's like definitely a clone of uh, Jacques? Which, why the fuck is there a clone walking around in this show suddenly? (laughs) What is the purpose of that? But like, I can't imagine any other reason you include that line. I mean... Except carelessness. So, I mean, that's that's a, probably a more reasonable answer than he's a clone. I mean, you could just be watching like kids. If, if, from, if from our perspective, the, uh. hunts, the Huntsman and Huntresses are evil, have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> Darth Plagueis did not order the clone army. No, but you know... <laughs> that's Sypha Diaz, please. Yep. There's, there's, there's definitely a Star not, Wars thing about Not to be confused with Sifo Dias, which is a con- construction of uh, another podcast... I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you <laughs> totally lost me with your like the character's name is Sifo-Dyas. Some people say Sifo-Dyas, which is I not said Sifo-Dyas on Voip Life, I think. <laughs> is what Norris <laughs> referencing. What, because what, I, is this I also N-canon? remember all is my podcasts. Is this F canon? Where are we at here? Uh, oh, this is definitely F in the chat. Canon. I have eight names. So. <laughs> X canon. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Um, anyway, <laughs> my phone's at 4%. Okay, well, that's a weird hard limit you've put on the length of this podcast suddenly. No, just... I'm just saying I can't use it until we do Who's Hoobie. I'm just going to let it save the... Or your phone's going to die, and suddenly you won't be able to hear two hosts of this podcast. Oh, true. <laughs> yes. I will simply go get my phone charger. You go do that, champ. Um... Are we like a quarter also, professional switch podcast seats so that now? I can plug in my phone. Down from Semi? What was that? Are we at like a quarter professional podcast now, down from semi? I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, I feel like I had something else to say about the scene with Jacques on the tarmac. Um, Jacques, Jacques is mentioned as running for a council seat, which is weird because I thought he had one. Um, is he running against Robin? Is that the implication here? I, I do not know how the council works from, from what I've been given so far. Yeah, I want more about the bureaucracy of Mantle because it seems like it matters, but they're never going to tell me anything about it, I guess. Yeah, someone is going to win, someone is going to lose, and there's going to be a fight about it, and we're not going to learn anything about the actual election system. When is the election episode? Give me the newsroom for Ruby. Christ. Crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Another thing about this yeah, Tom actually that I think is quite funny is uh, the so the trajectory of Winter Schnee through this episode because she's in this episode, which you, yes. might, you might forget just reading a summary of this episode, but she is. I watched this episode twice and I don't remember her being in this episode. Right. So yeah. I, I watched this episode <laughs> twice, but about an hour ago. So so oh, okay. the, th the thing about Winter Schnee in this episode <clears throat> is. Jacques Schnee gets mad and leaves because Ironwood tells him to leave. And then he's like, uh, actually, I'm not mad. I'm laughing, despite the fact that he landed and was mad. So whatever. <laughs> he leaves, gets on his plane. I've just forgiven away. Theo Fairchild. <laughs> he, 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 gets in his, he gets in his plane and flies away. And then Winter turns up in a car on the tarmac. And Weiss is like, oh, you just missed Father. He was delightful. And Winter's like, I wouldn't say I missed him. Uh, and that's funny. And then Penny explodes into the screen, and that's that gag, right? Mm -hmm. But then, in the next scene, Winter, like, follows up on something that Ironwood says during his rousing speech, and then leaves. Quite why? Like, she, she didn't do anything in the yeah. entire scene. So the, the only two things that I... In fact, the one thing that I could figure out that Winter Schnee actually did in this episode is give them someone physically located in the scene on the other side of Weiss for Penny to land in between them. I cannot figure out what else <laughs> she was doing in this episode. Because it, everyone because is on the... Weiss's side of the runway at that point, right? Like, uh, other than that, yeah. I literally don't get it. Because the thing that you would want from Winter in this episode is for her to bump into Jacques and, like, you. I want to know where their relationship is at. Like, like I want to know how their feeling about each other i imagine it's poorly but like i need the show to do that and instead she just shows up five minutes later with starbucks like <laughs> i think the implication is like there is something to be inferred about that relationship there in that uh jacques asks whether winter knew that weiss was in town and it doesn't get an answer and then Winter later appears and implies that she ducked him. So that kind of confirms that she, you know, we know that she knew. So 
they're not talking right. is what we can get from that. But yeah, it's not, you know, textured, I guess. So does Winter still have a credit card or? <laughs> Did he definitely froze Weiss's credit card mm-hmm. once as a bit and later as an actual thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that now. She couldn't like buy ramen or whatever. They took away Blake's fishy ramen. I remember this. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> this this feels more like a story from um, the manga I've been reading than like actual <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> the Yuri. The Yuri. The official um, Yuri. Not any other Yuri. The officially there. sanctioned Yuri. Mm-hmm. Um, more things in this episode. I Have we covered... <clears throat> I mean, it's... Yeah, I think we covered most of it. Yeah, I guess... Where's Maria? Who's Hoobie? It's, Maria's yeah, with... Um, who's Penny's Maria? Dad. Calavera, Goggles Lady. Oh, right. Okay. I don't know anybody's name. Yeah, that's fair. She's hanging out, so she's hanging out with Penny's the one in dad, the red right? kit. <laughs> yes. Okay. I know everyone in the main team. I, I know a good portion of the other team that they hang out with. In that I never remember the guy's name with the knife guns. Do not remember. <laughs> would would y'all be interested in a round of Who's Hoobie? Yeah, um, I'll do real well at this. It's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely time quick, to play. Did we Hoobie. talk about? Did we talk about Blake holding Weiss's hand? And I mentioned it offhand. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Okay, that's all. Checkmate. That's all that needs. Checkmate. Yeah, that's the name of the show. That, checkmate. Uh, I like think check. that there's a really tight clock on that. This show, like, actually making that be a thing. Otherwise, it's bad. They, this has gone on too long. Yeah, I felt that way at the end of last season. Um, this season is like. This season has like put like ten more seconds on the clock for me. I mm. felt I deeply felt like fuck you at the end of last season yeah. when Blake and Yang are not a thing. Um, and I just I, need them to have a single conversation about right. their feelings. They don't even have to be a thing. Yeah. I just need them to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's the <laughs> like, other problem with this episode. That's the other really annoying thing about this episode is if you're going to dedicate it to like six full minutes of awkward like slapstick jokes, not all of which really land like. It really it get, it really starts to grate that instead of what we actually want, <laughs> you're giving us this, like yes, yes, um, like they're happy to continue giving us like Yang blushing at Blake's haircut, Yang like um, walking over to like take selfies with Blake, Awkward like they're happy to keep selfies. giving us that, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Uh, congratulations, selfie. Where you take twenty-five images. <laughs> you gotta pick the best one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, who's Hoobie? Who's Hoobie? Who is Hoobie? The only Hoobie? trans character in Ruby. Is, to that, my is that is that our only prompt? We have to guess it from that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We never came up with what who's Hoobie is because last time you just read a wiki entry. I feel like there should be a game associated okay. with this. What you want to enjoy this? <laughs> this character is a faunus. Okay. From... I'm not gonna, I don't know any faunus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're really gonna bump into me like 
actively tuning out of the Blake storyline from season. That's, that's what that's when I started tweet like sending uh, Nora line messages about the show is whenever Faunus stuff was happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. She has speaking lines. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> Good stop. Good stop. <laughs> uh, when she sees Roman at the rally, at the White Fang rally, she asks, what's a human doing here? Wait, Roman? Okay, so this is season three? Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not going to, like, guess this, so I don't know what the game is here. Yeah, no. Uh, her name is Deary. Okay. She's a redhead, and she's a deer... Faunus. And she has antlers. (laughs) So she's trans. No one on this wiki page has made a note of that or realized that that's the thing. I mean, wikis can be community edited. Has anybody at Rooster Teeth realized that's the thing? I don't know because I bet Monty drew this. Okay. (laughs) There she is, right there in front of uh, Sun. Okay, you should link this to yes, other I'm people. Honestly, right. you can't link can I be real with you? I feel like podcast, Who's Movie so would be more effective if you were doing, like, Sun and the guy Sun hangs out with, because I don't remember them oh, either. You, team Sin? <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I remember. Yeah, also, no she's called Dairy because she's a deer. <laughs> Maybe I should choose the characters myself instead of hitting random article until I get a character. <laughs> Leave a comment in the in the in the tweet. Comment on the tweet for this episode if you have an idea of how to make the podcast good. <laughs> um, the one thing I'll say, since I probably won't be on very often, is I liked the way the first couple seasons of Ruby looked, and I'm sad it's gone. It's a much better looking show, but I miss its like very. We made a uh, machinima out of a webcomic energy that it is mostly yeah, lost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It has huge webcomic energy in the first two seasons in particular. It's really started to look like an actual show in uh, a way that I like, I guess. But um, I miss I miss the other thing, you know? Nope. I miss Ruby eating cookies by putting the cookie model to her mouth and then having the <laughs> cookie model disappear. Yes. <laughs> I was, um, (laughs) this was in volume one when, like, background characters were just shadow people. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. It was so funny. What? Just fucking heartless. There's a Ruby Chibi episode (laughs) about the shadow people. There is. (laughs) Um. Vomit Boy. Do we have any questions? No. People don't write in about this one. Yeah. We also didn't solicit questions. That's fair. I could tweet. I would prefer you didn't. <laughs> just, That's just in general. Yeah. Um Well, I here's here's something. Since okay. we have a guest. Uh is what's everyone's favorite character? Okay. That's uh, that's yang. something. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, I think Yang's super cool. Uh, she's just Tifa Lockhart with Vodham's arms. If you don't know what that is, please listen to Great Gundam Project. Uh, but she's great. She's always got the cool action stuff. I really hated everything happening to her in seasons four and five for obvious reasons. Um, but she's she's just always been a delight. M, don't listen to this next bit. Everybody else, I've been listening to Great Gundam Project for years now and have still not watched Vodham's. That's fine. I knew that. <laughs> Should watch Bottoms. 
Anyway. Mm, who is my favorite character? Who Who's my favorite character? Shit. I, mean, I also really like Sun. I want to point that out. He's Sun's not cool. <laughs> we, we love the himbo <laughs> representation. Yeah. Um, I mean... Weiss might be my favorite character. White might Weiss might be the most me. Well, like therefore, Weiss. Jesus Christ! <laughs> when when we when I started the show, I I naturally gravitated towards Weiss because I like mean girls who are stuck up and cool. Um, but she doesn't do anything. <laughs> Listen, I naturally gravitated toward Blake because I like depressed cat girls. If you want to talk about a character who doesn't yes, do fucking <laughs> anything, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I like this show. I really, truly don't, but because I, I like it a lot, but for no reason I can discern. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I felt like I've been losing my mind because oh. I also don't know why I like but the show. You see, that's me with a lot of things, so I just kind of like go with it. Yeah. You, you just kind of do podcasts um, about them until you figure out why you like them. I have never known what I am feeling at any given moment, but I feel it very <laughs> <You should> intensely. <laughs> <laughs> and I will just ride that current into whatever disaster my life takes me to next. The podcast fame. I feel like I should end the episode there. <laughs> well, Curly and I haven't talked about our favorite characters. I mean, you I, are wise I have, um... when I am Ruby. Curly, you go. No, okay. I, I, well, I, my go was going to be that if you want to know which character is my favorite character, I invite you to listen to any five-minute segment of any other episode of this podcast. You'll know. <laughs> Where they cannot shut the fuck up about Yang. <laughs> um, I was going to say that... We have a dynamic sometimes where you're the Weiss and I'm the Ruby. Okay, yeah, you're that's sick true. Of my shit. Yes, <laughs> and then sometimes you're the Blake and I'm the Yang because I'm, I'm a dumbass and I'm depressed. Yes, <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm uh, filled Cinder's with a. Favorite. Oh, sorry. Cinder's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. What? I desperately want someone to write Cinder well, but I don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon. Nope. <laughs> I really like how they She's put her on a plane and flew her out of the show. That was really nice of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they died on the way back to the airplane. <laughs> Bye, Neo. Bye, Cinder. They <laughs> died on their way back to the plot. Um, <laughs> Neo's great. I saw a video called... Uh, uh, Neapolitan Blades Blue all its special interactions, and it was just a bunch of text boxes with ellipses while the character goes... <laughs> <laughs> it is it is very good. It is very good. <clears throat> um so we should go to plugs. Oh, okay. Normally I have guest the guest over. plug first. Well ideally, but M, you kind of plugged your stuff at the beginning of the podcast. Is there anything Do else you want to highlight? Again. Uh, people, I mean, people should listen to the Nanner Airplane. You're gonna plug it too. It's good. It's a really good podcast. <clears throat> it's good. It if you want uh, autumn podcasting in a mode that I would describe as the exact opposite of this show, you can listen to it and then an airplane. The first half of this podcast was totally like just chill discussion. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Yeah, I just I feel like I've just been just dis just destroyed and roasted. Like, <laughs> I, this was mostly uh, for autumn. The rest yeah. of you are fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nora, you can't keep flipping me off. It does not play on the podcast. It's not for the podcast. <laughs> it's a shoot. <laughs> I don't know what that word means. 
<laughs> I've been trying to figure out for as long as I've been listening to Giant Bomb what a Wait, shoot really? is, and I haven't. You know, I can explain this really simply. Okay. Uh, a shoot is a thing that is real. It is the opposite of kayfabe. A kayfabe thing is like when I pick on Jackson on a podcast. A shoot thing is when I pick on Jackson on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what, see the examples wrestling? are... I don't want to learn about wrestling. Oh no, I've learned something about... Okay. I have been listening to uh, four podcasts hosted by wrestling fans for about like four or five years each and have still learned remarkably little about wrestling, but I get closer every day to watching wrestling. I, as someone who is a big wrestling fan, but because of that, I do not watch wrestling and haven't for years now. Be fine. Don't do it. I I was just recently reading a book by someone who describes themselves as a uh, professional wrestler turned poet. And that was uh, the book of poetry I was just reading recently. Was this, uh, which one? Cyrus Parker. Okay. Masquerade? Masquerade, Okay. It's really fucking good. Yeah, I want to read that one. Yeah, you can read it. It's up there. You can just go. Yeah. I like reading poetry now. That's my thing. <laughs> wow, bravo. Congratulations. What? <laughs> you just sounded you sounded like you were flexing on everybody no. for <laughs> you can't roast me for poetry. I'm sensitive. I'm sorry. Curly, where can people find you online? You can find my tweets at twitter.com slash curl underscore underscore brace. And there's a pinned tweet there which has my big dumb YouTube video on it, which I really like and people seem to really like. I actually managed to look at the numbers for it and it's done bafflingly well so you don't need to watch it but it'd be fine if you did i'd like it if you did <laughs> uh you also do on the abnormal mapping uh podcast network hand to hand and heart to heart i do you got me you got me i do i yeah we're uh, we're gonna do a, an episode about how cool marvel vs. capcom 3 is because that's cool we did an episode about we did an episode about a game that looks like it was made out of like loose tape called ultra fight duck Hunter 2 recently that is fucking great and you should listen to you've it. never you have not yet done an episode about a game that i have ever heard of but well, no that's not true the sailor moon episode i'd heard of but other than that em come on our podcast and you... talk about virtual fighter no it's just gonna be me, me crying for an hour and a half that, that, will, that will play that will play extremely well with our audience <laughs> You can find me online at uh, autumnal coffee under autumnal underscore coffee. You'll get it someday. I, yeah, I <laughs> shout outs to changing your at the day after you went on a very popular podcast. I was just about to say I went on an extremely popular podcast and changed my Twitter at the next day. <laughs> it's gotta fine. keep them guessing. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, find Did me it? on find me on one episode of Great Gundam Project. <laughs> find me on. This podcast feed, find me on And Then an Aeroplane. Find you on my podcast, The War in Our Stars. Yeah. Also on this podcast network, in its own feed that isn't public because there's only one episode in it until we record our episode on the George Lucas student films uh, next week sometime, I think. Yeah, sure. You said you would. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I just didn't want to add it to this weekend when we're recording six podcasts. We're only recording five podcasts this week. Oh, well, I had the other one yesterday. Does that count? Right, yeah. That, okay. Six. Six. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora or at Zoetics. That's Poetics, spelled with an X at the front. You can find my writing at medium.com slash at Nora F. Blake or medium.com slash at Zoe Mars, X-O-E-M-A-R-S. Uh, if you want to 
buy things from me. I sell games at neithernora.itch.io and poetry at dragonflower-press.itch.io. Um, and you can also give me money on Patreon at patreon.com slash norablake. Or patreon.com slash exportaudio. <clears throat> yes, I was going to plug exportaud.io next, which is the podcast network Patreon that lets us have all of these fun podcasts. We've got Duniversity, we've got No Look Pass, we've got another new mystery podcast starting soon that I've been invited to guest on. Is that Ice Boys? It's Ice Boys. Okay. I don't know if that's out yet. I don't know what's it going on now. with that. Reg's, <laughs> Reg's, Reg's is running it, so I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Reg's messaged me saying, hey, can I start another podcast? And I was like, I'm at work, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, there's a channel in the Discord, so, you know. They've recorded an episode, I think. Yes. You're okay. always at work when just, you run a uh, podcast network, right? Like, yeah. Because Ray on it. Ray's on it. Yes. Um, anyway, lots of podcasts on the network. Check them all out. They're all great. Uh, I'm starting a Star Wars podcast in fits and starts because I want to talk about Star Wars all the time forever until I die. We That podcast will really be underway once we finish Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which we're just having trouble <gasps> with because it's a short book, but it's terrible. Much like Luke Skywalker <laughs> in Splinter of the Mind's Eye, we are trudging through the fucking swamps on this one, folks. <laughs> It's a shitty book. Alan Dean Foster is a shitty writer. I knew this already. I just didn't know that it would be this bad. Anyway. What? Uh, keep it flamio. Keep it, ru- keep it rubio. Oh, fuck. Keep it rubio. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Never. Amaro. <laughs> I'm going to hit stop. <laughs>